This is Upload Media. so glad you're here and listening to us right now so glad <laughs> this is the highlight of my week when i know that you're tuned in right and i'm here with caleb hey that's me that's you and i'm here with sarah oh my god <laughs> no way <laughs> welcome back to our podcast while i'm thinking of it please go review our pod wherever you listen to pods and um, leave us a five-star rating and follow us on the socials at othered the podcast yeah, on the one that. channel that we're on, Instagram. right? Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I've thought about making threads for us. Oh, yeah, the a new thread, social. A yeah, threads. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know, but I haven't. I, but I've thought about it. Yeah. Okay. What it's do you been, think? It's been crossing your mind. I don't know. I like. I keep hearing and seeing things about threads that make me a little wary. Mm. But it's not like I want to stay on like Twitter either. Right. You know what I mean? Like the socials are getting a little shady. It's getting a little intense over there. Yeah, it's getting hot. I know you used to love Twitter. I yeah, I used to live on Twitter. Has the restriction for how many tweets you can read impacted you? Um, no, because intentionally in my life, as a part of my personal growth, I've been cutting back on how much I engage in social media. I was, I first I was trying to think of how often you engage with me on social media, right, which is which like is zero. never. <laughs> So I was like, wow, so now you're just not getting on at all. No, so like I took Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and I took them off my home screens. I figured out that later that they were still on my phone. But but they're not there. Right. They're not like looking me in the face. They don't have like the little notification bubbles on them Mm -hmm. telling me that I need to check it out and open up the app and then be on them for 30 minutes for no reason. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's been a it's been a period of growth for me mm-hmm. letting that go proud of you yeah it feels good and it also feels weird yeah like i don't feel as connected but at the same time i'm like way more like grounded in my like day-to-day life like in in real life yeah irl irl so. <laughs> well, i'll say we have a group chat on instagram with two of our other friends yeah our two other besties. and the only active members are me and brody yeah and I just. Said, I mean, like, I read the messages. Let's all have lunch. And Brody's like, yes. And I'm like, okay, anybody Crickets. else? Or no, nobody's going to respond. Do you know what? I am glad that Jasmine is like me because I I don't check them very often. And then, like, I think that I reply and then I don't. Or I'm trying to think of a reply and then I'll put the phone down and then I just forget to actually ever do that. Mm-hmm. So, She's taking a social media break too. Yeah, no, and I'm, I'm happy for her for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think we're both on that personal journey where we're just like, eh. Well, I get annoyed because I can see your little teeny tiny icon Oop. saying that you've read the message. Yep. And I'm like, God damn it, Caleb, fucking say something. And you don't. But that's neither here or there. We'll, yeah. we'll think about a threads thread. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is it singular or plural? I think it's plural. I think it's threads. Okay. Dot whatever. I'll, I'll ponder a threads. Okay. For Perfect. Us. Yeah. What else has been going on? Um, honestly, nothing, and it's been the best thing ever. Nice. Yeah, I like have my routine where I like work my five days in a row, and 
then I have my two days off and it's like like a normal human right oh my god I know it's like still something that I'm like getting used to it's like wow this is like nice I'm happy for you yeah me too thank you um so i've had some time to like you know have downtime whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like for me during the day um includes a lot of naps a lot of watching tv uh, making food for myself you know generally taking care of myself as a human adult which is you know this new venture that i'm on another profound right (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a back to basics time for caleb so i love that yeah how about you I don't know. I've not really been doing anything. Mm-hmm. I've just been sitting at home. Got that summertime sadness, Lana Del Rey. Well, so I've been traveling quite a bit, yeah, and quite honestly, um, it was draining. Mm. And um, so you've just, been recharging. Yes, I've been recharging. That's essential. Yeah, it is. And I'm proud of you for giving yourself that time to do that. Thanks. I appreciate you. And I've also been sad because I am 182 days and like three hours cigarette free. Oh, you got the hours yes. too. <laughs> I know exactly the fucking wow. second I quit. Uh-huh. And in this little journey of health, which I'm grateful for, mm. I have gained like 15 pounds within like 182 right, days. But that's and like two also hours. so normal. I know, but I don't feel good. Mm. And I am not normally super. I don't have a lot of body shame. Mm-hmm. Like I'm pretty positive with me at most junctures. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really embarrassed about even like the shit, like cellulite or stretch marks or whatever. I'm like, I whatever. It's normal. It's natural. Fine. Mm-hmm. But right now my clothes aren't fitting the way I need them to fit. I had to wear a swimsuit for the first time a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, holy shit. That's not what I want to see. So I miss nicotine being my little dietary aid mm. and suppressing my appetite. Sure. But because my taste buds aren't dead, food tastes so, so good. good <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I can't stop eating. And I'm also like really happy because I'm not stressed out. Sure. So I'm like eating to live mm. and I'm living to eat. Right. Because it's just a whole new world out there. Right. Food. I think... So in response to what you're saying, and I'm not going to try to like fix your viewpoint or anything like that because I think that's gross. But um, I have been trying to mentally prepare myself for that move in my life to like quit cigarettes. And mm-hmm. I'm vaping now, but still. But um, I know that that's going to increase, that I'm going to snack and that I'm going to like have that oral fixation that I need to like fix. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I think that's okay to like have that pendulum swing that way, you know, and that like, I think at some point things will even themselves out and you'll figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just going to start the <clears throat> starvation diet. I don't think that that's healthy, but you know, you do what you got to do. I'm not, but I'm just like, I would rather be a skinny emphysema ridden, um, person than with horrible lungs. Yes. Yeah. than an overweight, <laughs> <laughs> healthy human right okay <laughs> no, i wouldn't but our I'm values just, are uh I, right i'm there. also reassessing my values oh look at that i'm just kidding but it's like okay time to prioritize like some mm. uh routine when it comes to food sure. so i actually downloaded this app and like calculated my macros and stuff that's and greek to me it it's weird because it's bringing like hyper awareness to food which i not just I, awareness, but hyper hyper awareness. Okay. Because I'll look at my little app and I'm like, shit, I'm like a hundred calories short 
for protein? Like what am I or a hundred grams short of protein? Like what can I eat that's not full of carbs or sugar but has extra extraordinary amounts of protein so I can get yeah. to my goal? <clears throat> and so it's forcing me to like learn how to eat better. Do you sure. know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's interesting. I don't know. And I might mm. not stick with it for sure. long, but I think for now, um, I need to do something. Right. I think we're like in this process or in this place right now where we're learning how to live our lives. We are. We're learning how to eat. We're we learning are literal how to have like remedial we're adults right now. <laughs> Someone took us back this to. This is a remedial course in yes. adulthood. This is like yeah. consumer <laughs> math for adults. Like we are counting yes. change. We are adding single digits. Yeah, we're budgeting. With yeah. <laughs> we're learning how to balance a checkbook. Yeah. Like things are brand new for us. Oh, yeah. So cute. It's a renaissance, a rebirth. It is a renaissance, huh? Yeah. I heard somebody <laughs> say it that way one time, and I was like, I can't not say it that way anymore. So well, it I is like what it, it is. Yeah. Very cute. Thanks. <laughs> Just like you. <laughs> and yeah, that's that's about it. Yeah. It's boring, and I love it. Okay. I want to get to the juicy stuff. Get to it. <laughs> I love the juicy we stuff. We have a guest, and this guest I've loved for a long time. Same. He's so handsome. Yes. And he is so nice. Yes. And he's a good guy. He is a great guy. Yeah. It's our friend, Anthony. Anthony Betters. Come on down, Anthony. Woo! Live with me. <laughs> Excuse me. You right? <laughs> Something stuck in my throat. I was trying to walk down the aisle super nice, but just tripped. He tripped. <laughs> he stumbled. Welcome, Anthony. Uh, welcome. Welcome, indeed. Thank you so much. No, that was, this is so interesting. Be able to, like, of course, I'd listen to your podcast, but now be able to, like, see it in action. action. Yeah. That laugh. Oh, my. Doesn't he have the best <laughs> laugh on the planet? It is so oh, unique. <laughs> It's infectious. No, no, seriously. Like when I hear it on the podcast, I'm like, this is why people love it. I, I swear they love it because of your love. Oh, God. I've said that too. <laughs> I was thinking this morning when I, so I was trying to listen to some of the podcasts of yours that I've missed. So mm -hmm. I can also be a supportive friend because you're one yes. of my few friends that is like on it. Iowa I Innovation that. Podcast. Also produced by Upload Media. Yes. Shameless plug. Indeed. And I was thinking like, I was listening to you talk about how your partner, Cynthia, gets like, an, I don't know if annoyed is the right word, but she has observed that everywhere you go, you make friends and that you talk to everybody. And it made me think like, oh, my God, Caleb is the same way. And I give him such yeah. a hard time because everywhere I go with <clears throat> Caleb, I mean, we can't walk five feet. And someone's like, oh, my God, Caleb, I love you so much. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, this is so annoying. But you're the same way. Where everywhere you go, you see someone you know, and they're like, Anthony. And everyone I mention, if I say your name in any conversation, they're like, I love Anthony. He is such a great mm -hmm. person. And I'm like, I've I know. Hey, I hope, it, I hope it's all good. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah. It is all good. Yeah, yes. It's all positive things. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the kids hate it, uh, even though they've only been around me. Like, well, like my stepkids, I feel like even Briley, shoot, they hate it only because everywhere we go, I know somebody. Mm -hmm. Sure. Mariah, she'll be in high school next year. I'm like, I know like three people that work there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, so watch your back. Get, better watch it. Better, <laughs> <laughs> I got better get those grades ears, up. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, even for Jay being in middle school, like I know, you know, um, one of the principals there, assistant principal there. And so it's it's a blessing. Uh, I get it from my pops. Um, he's a talker. 
everywhere we went, uh, back in Waco, Texas with my parents, especially the store, like we would be in there forever mm-hmm. just because like my dad would just know everybody. Mm-hmm. And so never thought that I would take that trait from him. Um, but I have the gift of gab, basically. Be able to talk to people. And weird that I just said that because I don't think I've ever put that in an actual sentence saying the gift, gift of the gab. Gift of gab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, I don't think so. What a weird phrase for you, but right. yes, you do have that. Yeah. yeah so that's so, true. So, so yeah, so that's 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 me and I love to talk and hopefully I don't talk as much. And I'll shut up right now. No, I mean you're no, the guest. Yeah, so you're it's the all guest. About you can just keep talking. Um what was I gonna say? So you both found your way to Cedar Rapids as adults. Yeah. Caleb and Anthony both. Well, Tell how long us. have you been here, Anthony? I've been here six years. Okay. Yeah. I've been here about seven, almost seven. Yeah. I feel like I heard that in the podcast because I forgot. Where exactly mm-hmm. are you from? Uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, but I moved here from New York. Mm. Before that, I was in Chicago. So I kind of like went a woo and then went back to the Midwest. Came back. Yeah. Yep. I literally moved here just for work, um, just to help start a business. Um, and then, of course, kind of been here ever since. Was in the healthcare game. Got out the healthcare game. Now I'm with the company called New Book Co. And that we're in the economic development space. Mm. But now it's giving me that freedom to be um, a little more out there in the public and more than the community like I like. And I appreciate them for just letting me kind of network and be myself because I'm meeting some mm. amazing people. Um, and, I, and I already know that you're an extrovert just because of your job and always having to talk to people all the time. Mm-hmm. But you, on the other hand, I am not. <laughs> I don't want to talk. Yeah, you. I hate talking. I mean, I like talking to like you know my loved ones. But mm. as far as going out in public and having to talk to people, no, I'm exhausted. Yeah. Like this is about as much talking as I can do, and then I go home and I have to be quiet for a couple hours. And that was the weirdest part. I listened to this podcast because I was like, I said podcast. Podcast. <laughs> I should just say pod. Like, like I was following. But like, since you don't, you know, like to talk a lot, I was curious of how the podcast was going to go. And y'all are so good, and it is very interesting to be able to hear some of the conversations. Right. I think there's there's a dynamic energy. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's a yin and a yang that's happening. It definitely is. And I feel like sometimes when I'm feeling low, I think Sarah kind of, you know, covers, you Mm -hmm. know, she like takes the energy up, you know, and I think that we do this little dance pretty well. We do. Yeah. Can you dance, Sarah? So I took (laughs) dance lessons. So like, can I follow a choreographed? Yes. And tap and jazz for like 13 (gasps) years. Oh my God. I could totally see it. I can definitely see you, especially tapping. Tap really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was probably like one of my least favorites. Really? Yeah. That's a that's a workout. Do it. It is. All dance is a workout. But am I like able to fucking twerk and shake my ass? Not well. So that's probably why you've never seen it, and you probably won't ever. There's other dance moves. I'm sure I probably will with you and Cynthia one day. That's true. Just having a good time. Maybe after some alcohol. (laughs) Not sober though. No. No. I I cannot freestyle dance. Uh, I'm like you know. A, a leaner. Sure. I'm like, like a, a rock back and forth <laughs> yeah. kind of situation. <laughs> yeah, I can do like the hands. Like, yeah. And that that's is called for me. being an old lady just 
<laughs> chilling in the back, just look at those young girls in the front. Tori, I wish I could do that. I can throw some ones, but I probably won't be dancing. But yeah. Look at the knees on that one. Oh, she must be young. <laughs> she must be 27. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Huh, <laughs> funny. <laughs> so you work at Nuboco. Yes. Can you please explain to us Cedaripidians the difference between Nubo, the actual space mm -hmm. or area, For and sure. Nuboco, the company? Because none of us know. Yeah. That People started talking fair. about it. I was like, what is that? I don't, what, what, I'm like, I, I know what Nuboco is. They're like, no, you don't. No, you don't. It's <laughs> not the place <laughs> where you get the food. Yeah. No. Yeah. I had a meeting in IOC the other day. And uh, I was sitting down, and the lady who I was having the meeting with was um, saying, hey, I want to introduce you to this guy. And I was like, yeah, man, like I work for Nuboco. And then he was like, oh, that's so cool. You know, and I was like, I bet you don't even know, like, <laughs> you don't know what's what I'm on. talking about. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what do you think I'm talking about? He was like, the marketplace, right? And I'm like, no, nah, bro, like, that's, that's not it. But it's okay, because a lot of people get it wrong. And so, in Myself short... Included. Yes, yeah. but it's okay though. I'm okay. here to educate. Please do. Right, community engagement manager of Nuboco. I am here to educate you on what we have to offer. I'm so happy to have <laughs> you in that position. <laughs> <laughs> so in long, it is called the New Bohemian Innovation Collaborative, um, and we have three tiers. We have innovation, education, and entrepreneurship. And so, of course, innovation is just all around Nuboco as a whole and kind of pushing the innovative spirit here in the Cedar Rapids area and actually of all of Iowa. We invest in Iowa's world-changing ideas. I said Iowa's world-changing ideas, but yeah, I guess that, that makes sense, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. It, it, makes, it didn't make sense in my mind for a quick second. <laughs> Community engagement manager, get this right. Um, and then we have education, which focuses on more so like the STEM side of things. And so we have a code school called Delta V. It's a 20-week boot camp. So it's like an adult career changer to where, um, of course, like sponsors like Alliance or LeapFrog. I don't know if you guys ever heard of LeapFrog. Uh, we had mm -hmm. LeapFrogs. Yeah, yeah. We as in my children. But funny story is, because I'm over sponsorships, and I thought, Leapfrog was the exact same thing that you're thinking about. Oh, it's not. It's a totally different, oh. <laughs> totally different company that's here. Go. That's here All in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what's <laughs> happening? Here? Right. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, that's that's the Delta V side, and that's the boot camp. We also have a K-12 program um, that focuses on STEM. Um, of course, Ben, your son, he's been mm -hmm. to some coder dojos, uh, which like we have drones, we got robots. Um, they do like an hour of code. Uh, just get them in a whole different scene that might project them to a career in that career path in the future, right? Mm -hmm. And so we've taught over, I think at this point, we taught over like 1,800 teachers how to teach coding to um, their students. Wow. Uh, and that was before the governor said, hey, you have to have computer science um, in the school in the school district. So, and that's the innovative part, kind of what I was talking about. And then we have what is called Kiva. Um, and Kiva focuses on underprivileged entrepreneurs, um, for the whole state of Iowa. We have a few zip codes uh, in Illinois, but we help them out with a 0% interest loan um, just because some people uh, in that population have a hard time going to the banks and be able to get the funding that they need. Right. Just, you know, particularly based off because of um, 
predetermined things that may have happened in the future. I mean, in the past, not the future. Uh, but most are just generational scares. And also, some people might, you know, judge them based off what they look like, mm-hmm. right? And so we have um, the Kiva program and Kiva Loan um, at Nuboco when we help out that population um, get what they need. And so that's kind of what Nuboco is in a whole. And I guess I can touch on this too. We have a community partnership program um, that helps communities here in Iowa. And so let's say if you live in a community and your ecosystem is kind of lacking and you feel as though you, you can be a little more innovative or you need something to help grow your ecosystem, they would look at Nuboco and say, hey, you have these different programs like the Code School, you have Kiva, you have these different STEM activities that might be able to uh, help out some of our, our kids for their future. How about you bring like maybe three, that's the top three, but we have like over like 30 different programs. Bring some of those to our community. Mm. Um, and so I'm over, uh, of course, with the team to kind of help out push that into the community and kind of help out with the logistics side of things. Um, so, yeah, so Nuboco is in the economic development space, but in the innovative space to basically help out and keep up with the times in that mm. sense. And so never thought that I would be in this space, and I'm kind of like, working with the city to a certain extent, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, like I say all the time, like, it's weird because this is what my dad does. Like You're turning into your dad? <laughs> yeah. Apple doesn't fall, fall, for, fall far. <laughs> <laughs> words, F words, fall far. There we go. Say that <laughs> 10 times fast. <laughs> right. Um, so what I'm hearing is that, like, you're – this position has you deeply invested in the community mm-hmm. of Cedar Rapids and, and of Iowa in general. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. Um, probably without, I mean, I was always a networker before Nuboco, mm-hmm. um, but now, like, I'm super involved in the community um, to where it just gives me that that freedom to be able to kind of talk to anybody to, to help out Nuboco or just, just to make a connection, right? Because you never know how... Uh, later down the line that might help myself mm-hmm. or be able to help, of course, Nuboco or anybody else, right? And so that's why I love networking. Um, I know we were having this conversation off mic earlier, but this is like I want to preach this to my kids. Like even I, I remember in, uh, in college, like I was um, sitting down, I was listening to a coach, and like a student came up and just shook the coach's hand. And then after the coach, whoever he was talking to, he had left, he was like, you should have like shook the other guy's hand too, you know, and introduce yourself because you never know who that could have been somebody in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they would have remembered that. Right. And so just be able to uh, just walk into the room knowing that I can speak to whomever. Um, I want to be able to pass that on to my kids so mm-hmm. where they have that freedom and knowing that they're not afraid to, of course, be on stage. They saw pops doing that. Right. Mm-hmm. Even though like there's still like some fear going into it because I had fear like I didn't always have the gift of gab i I don't think right i don't even (laughs) think that's true (laughs) but you know but once you get older and then you finally realize like man like i'm taking traits from like some of my parents you know good and bad right Mm -hmm. but still trying to iron out and focus on like hey this is what i'm doing for i'm doing it for my family and i'm doing it of course for for like for myself to be able to grow and so they can be able to pass that on um in their generation just because uh, not just with my family, but just being an African-American African American in general, 
just like having some of those generational curses, mm -hmm. just because like my dad, he's a pastor, so we we speak on this a lot, is that you want to break those, mm -hmm. right? And so just to be able to uh, have your family in the future, hopefully, you know, as long as your kids listen to everything you say, <laughs> every single word, <laughs> <laughs> so excel in the future, but more so, you know, be better than what you are. Uh, or of course, like as a parent, you want your kids to be better than what you are doing. Um, and hopefully some of those examples that you're able to spew over to them mm -hmm. will help them in their future. So, mm. so thinking of your children, um, you're raising this little rainbow coalition family at your house. Mm -hmm. You've got rainbow coalition. Rainbow. Oh, rainbow. Rainbow I heard coalition. Rambo. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I mean, it is pretty strict in the Betters house. <laughs> that too. Rainbow and rainbow. We love it. Yeah. So Anthony is chocolatey brown, as we can see. And for our listeners, you can't. But got cocoa butter on right now. <laughs> yes, he's just glimmering with yeah, with nice black. And, uh, <laughs> and then your partner Cynthia is Mexican mm -hmm. and her children are Mexican and then you've got Briley your daughter who is black and white yes what lessons are you bringing to your little multicultural family to help them excel in this predominantly white space Cedar Rapids for sure um well the first thing because of course you know like having a a teen oh, about to be a teenage son at this point it's more so hygiene mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. like focusing on your hygiene because yeah bro you want to talk to me about these these different girls and stuff like that right but they ain't trying to smell that bro <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah, so hormones are strong at 13 <laughs> yes. 14 you have to take take the shower even though you didn't really do anything today but yes you're playing vr you are moving around bro mm -hmm. I smell that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so of course, that's like on that end. And then, of course, I so Jacob's right now, he's 12. Uh, he'll actually be 13 next month. And then, we, of course, we have Mariah. Mm-hmm teenager girl right now and so all about the makeup like i was talking about like she walks around the house face just beat to perfection i'm like hey girl i see you <laughs> you know i you know like she you get you, you, you get that look she looks at you knowing that she did her makeup she oh, wants yeah. you to say uh -huh. something yeah yeah, yeah. It looks good. And so, you know, being able just to, uh, even though, like, I joke about Jacob, like, they're they're both good kids. Mm -hmm. And I, could, I couldn't be uh, more blessed to be able to have them in my life. Um, and then we'll, of course, skip 10 years down mm -hmm. and talk about the two-year-old, Briley, um, July 27th. I don't know when this podcast will air, but um, she will be three years old. Mm. So Jeez. that's crazy. Just be able to see her. <laughs> so a funny story about like Briley. Like, yes, Briley's mixed with black and white, but when she was born, she was so white. You mm -hmm. know? I was like, because I never had a kid before. <laughs> I'm like, do babies supposed to I thought was, they come out the womb mixed, right? I don't <laughs> Well, you know, she's been outside a lot too. I mean, yeah, tanning your skin yeah. no. helps. Her mom was like <laughs> She will change color. Just <laughs> believe me, right? And then, like, once her color started to change, she was like, "I remember she had vegetables." She was like, "You remember, like, when you like thought probably was just gonna be a white baby?" I know. And I was I like, "Yeah." You some things over the years, uh -huh. and I was like, "Yeah, she'll she'll darken up." I had worry. no idea, and so just hopping, of course, you know, becoming a parent, um, and then of course having two older kids into my life. Um, it was 
it was definitely a, a juggle, mm-hmm. right? Because Briley, of course, freshly born, like I'm teaching her kind of the lay of the land of how I think it should be, right? Along with Cynthia and along with her mom and and, and her family. Um, then you got two older kids who I'm trying to help out. Like, of course, like they have their own dad too, mm-hmm. right? You know, like um, I don't want to, I guess, like I know that I'm not their dad. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I'm trying to be the best father figure that I can be for them. Um, and like I tell them all the time, yes, like I might not get upset, uh, but I just I try to correct certain things that I think that they can do better at. But over time, like once they leave the house, I feel as though, yes, they may listen to some things. But if I didn't actually like tell them certain things, I would feel as though I was doing myself a disservice mm-hmm. because I didn't listen to my parents all the time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like once I left Texas and moved to Iowa and had my own apartment, all I could hear was my mom, clean your room, mm-hmm. wash the dishes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> my dad, like, be on time, you know, like dress professional, you know, mm-hmm. like do what you have to do. And so those are things that I carried over uh, in a positive manner, just like how I want to do with my three kids mm-hmm. right and who knows cynthia and i might have another one and it's gonna be the same thing over again I so know. <laughs> How exciting. i'm like super invested in anthony and cynthia's relationship yeah i know I mean, their no family can, is super like, see cute. my face i know but i'm like salivating at the thought of them having another child mm-hmm. hey so cute what a, uh, a, bl- a blacksican yeah, black. <laughs> then you guys will have like all different races. Like everyone's different. Yeah, it's so exciting. And that's and that's another thing is like like once you talk about like their side, mm-hmm. the Hispanic side. Of course, like I can just candidly say that you know I took Spanish in college, right? But mm-hmm. Cynthia, she's fluent. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I guess we should touch on this too. Like uh, Mariah, she's of course about to have her quinceanera. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully I rolled that R well. I was going to say, uh, that, sounded, well, that sounded pretty <laughs> good. That sounded pretty yeah. authentico. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we went to Chicago um, to a street or a community called Little Village. Do you Have you yep. ever heard of Little Village? Mm-hmm. Okay. And that was my first time ever going there. And first of all, I've never been to Mexico or anything like that. But as soon as we got there, I was like, whoa, this is different. Mm. You know what I mean? And but Everyone I also, was Hispanic? Yeah, everybody was Hispanic. Everybody, of course, you know course talking spanish and you just hear like the um latino music playing mm-hmm. and it was just a vibe right and cynthia <laughs> cynthia like i can tell that she felt comfortable like walking the streets talking to people of course she loves plants mm-hmm. and so before we left we got like this seven dollar i think like angel plant or something like yes. that I know yes, y'all talked about it. It was a begonia. It. Begonia, my bad. <laughs> An angel wing begonia. Okay. Yep. I, I got some of it, right? You were close. Yeah. <laughs> but even getting the quinceanera dress, um, Cynthia being able to talk fluently uh, to the store owner. And like, I was just looking at her. I just thought that that was the coolest thing, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Because all I know is English. Ebonics. That's, that's it. Ebonics. <laughs> 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 that too, code switching. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, I thought that was dope. But then we went downstairs and had some good food and, um, she'd be able to speak in Spanish to the waiter and everything like that. And I'm just looking at, cause they're talking to me in Spanish. I'm like, Cynthia, like, what did they say? Like, I don't know. Like they were smiling at me. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> and so being able to, like, I want to do better at trying to, um, let them know that they do have a culture here. 
Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And so even like, you know, going back to Chicago, visiting there or trying to find organizations here that get together. So um, Mariah and Jacob can be around their culture, not just Cynthia. Right. Mm -hmm. And so because I know with them leaving from home, they were super um, involved and invested with their family. Mm -hmm. You know, and I know a shout out to um, Mama Martinez, but I I think that's what I said. Uh, But. (laughs) Sorry, but no, I know that she <laughs> cut that. Um, I know that she. <laughs> I know that she didn't like me. Of course, you know, um, I really didn't. Of course, take Cynthia to Iowa, but Cynthia wanted to come to Iowa with the two, um, with Mariah and Jacob, mm-hmm. and just make a life here. But I remember when when we went back, like she realized, like. The difference that Cynthia wanted, of course, from leaving Texas, um, but also to follow my crazy self mm-hmm. up here, too. And I know that I have to do my due diligence of making sure that I do the best that I can for them. Mm-hmm. Right. Because mm-hmm. she definitely could have stayed in Waco, Texas, mm-hmm. you know, even though she had knew me. And like, of course, like I went to Texas, she came up to Iowa. Um, but, of course, we fell in love. Um, and the, the rest is history. That. <laughs> love. Oh, that's just so cute. It's so yeah. precious. I love it. I want to hear much more about Anthony and falling in love with Cynthia and all of the other things he has to say, but let's take a break first. Okay. And then when we come back, we'll have more Anthony Gift of Gab betters. Yeah. Right here. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> I just want to make it clear. I am in a room full of three men right now, and I'm feeling like it. You're feeling. You're feeling. I am feeling the soul responsibility. The testosterone. The feminine energy in the room. Yeah. I am holding our gender up with both hands right now, alone. We're like Atlas, right? (laughs) Ben, come in here. I know. Someone save mommy. (laughs) So, something I think is really cool that we were talking about. Is you, Anthony, have um, a little workout group that you started? Yes, I do. Cute. Yes. And I need to add you to the group. So I was about to throw you on a bus, but I haven't even added you yet. But it's right. your fault as a friend for not even telling. <clears throat> okay, let me get See, into it. See, there we go. Uh, so- it's a private group, okay? I didn't know we could invite <laughs> other people. But no, so yes, I have a workout group called Better For You Fitness. Um Better for you fitness. Oh came. my god, that makes sense. Your last name is better. Yep. Got it. Okay. There we Everything's go. a play on <laughs> <Right>. better. <laughs> for Anthony. It's like how many things can many we make can we make sense? This? Yes, with yes. his last name. No, I think it is a good it. last name and it needs to it's be a great branded. Last name. Yeah. It needs to be branded. Because everybody, of course, knows I've heard all the jokes in the book, by the way, like that Gove was betters. Oh, yeah, your worshers are butters from South Park. Mm. I like know? be right. betters, not bitter. Mm. Mm-hmm. Heard mm. that one before. Well, <laughs> whatever. It's been done, Sarah. Okay. Listen. Uh, so know. original. <laughs> anyway. Come to the workouts. Yes. So, yeah, the workouts are on Saturdays. So, the workouts said? on Saturdays at uh, so 10 45 stretch time. 
Um, Sarah's never there at 1045, but it's okay. She shows up. CPT. Yes. You weren't there the last one, so I, I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave that alone. It's okay because I know you were back from vacation. I know you had to rest up a little bit. Um, but 10, <laughs> 1045 <laughs> till about noon, basically, uh, mm. at Daniels Park. We do just like a circuit training workout oh, for nice. whoever shows up. If nobody shows up, I'm there. I'm always going to be there mm-hmm. doing the runs or just getting the outdoor workout. And sure. so I was like, why don't I, especially for the kids, like it's summertime, I just want to get, get them out the house. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I've always kind of wanted to have a workout group and um, try to be that motivational talk for somebody within their fitness journey. Mm-hmm. Why don't I just create a Facebook group? Sure. You know, totally. now that I think about it, I think I should actually the my reasoning why it was private is because I didn't want a ton of people showing up, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, because you've had it that so far. Yeah, I've <laughs> had that so far. And then now I'm like, dang, I should have <laughs> not put this private to have more people show up. But I do like it intimate. Um, and it was more so for parents to bring their kids out. Sure. Um, so, of course, we could coach them up a bit. Um, mm-hmm. I appreciate you, Sarah, for bringing your kiddos out. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was, it was definitely dope seeing um, Ben out there. I know Azela, she is, she's a beast. Well, Zayla could kick all of our asses <laughs> if she actually decided to try, but she, she just likes so to much sit energy. there. Yeah. Well, and uh, she, she is could... strong as hell, yeah. mm-hmm. and she is fit. Gymnastics will do that to you. Yes. Yeah. Like, she's our videographer. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah. Ooh. She takes photos. Nice. And she's pretty good at it. But it's kind of hilarious, like, to watch those young boys. Like, they work their asses off. They do. But I'm, like, tickled watching Benjamin. And then when he slacks, I'm like, look at Jacob. <laughs> he can do it. And he's like, oh, my God, Mom. <laughs> but it's I like having the motivation. I hate group fitness classes, even as a yoga teacher who mm. teaches group classes I like to do but even when I go I go and I'm out I don't want to stay like I don't socializing right introvert I'm not there for community (laughs) fuck a community what what do I need that for I know who needs friends as a community engagement manager sits here right exactly yes but I do enjoy I know I do enjoy your the Saturday morning workouts and I'm going to be there on Saturday good I think uh are you we're, we'll talk about it later. Okay, we can talk about it later. Yeah, <laughs> I, I haven't gotten the workouts yet, but the coolest part that I've been talking to ChatGPT. Oh. Mm. Yeah, so I've been having that generate some workouts, just just newer, different workouts, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been cool. I do that maybe the day before, uh, just kind of see what it pops up and kind of what I had in my head, and then mm-hmm. I'll modify that a little bit. And so... Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. nice. I used chat GPT the other day. Um, I needed a bio. And I, for some reason, cannot write about me. I could write about you all day. But about me, I'm like, oh, cringe. So I told it, like, just a couple things about me. Oh, my God. I have never had any person speak so highly about me <laughs> ever. Then chat GPT. Yes, I read that bio and I was like, oh my God, Sarah wow. Van Cleave is amazing. Like, I, I would hire her, her for anything. Copy and paste. I did. I, and then I like rewrote it and I was like, let's get some more content. Ooh, and I had so just like funny. pages about me and I was like, wow, this is great. So I am I am also learning how to use technology. To you this. will. I thought about making one for you too. Oh, you should just do I that. I should have just done it. Yeah. But yeah, it's free. Is this for the Harmony Fest? Yes. Yeah. LOL. So I was like, I've got these two yoga teachers that haven't sent me a bio yet. And I was like, who the fuck? And then I was like, oh, Oh, that's us. That's us. Yeah. It's like, why don't you do that? I guess. That's definitely still me, I think. Yeah. Now you're the one. Yeah. I'm the solo one. Mm -hmm. Anyway. So 
I know that something you guys both have in common are your sobriety journeys. Has working out become more important to you since becoming sober or has fitness always been important or is is it playing a bigger role and acting as a tool to help you stay sober? Um, so yes, yes, and yes. Um, so I've always worked out. Uh, just got that from playing sports my entire life. And so it's always been within me. And even when I moved here to Cedar Rapids, I remember just used to wake. I still was waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning to just go and work out. You know, like I still do that now here and there. But I was just still so trained just from waking up early for college football to go work out. Um, But but yeah. And so I remember (laughs) when my parents had came into town um, in Iowa, I think it was maybe a year and a half in. And I knew for a fact that. Um, yes, I was going out, being an extrovert itself, going out, drinking, you know, meeting people, eating a lot of good food. And like, I see myself away from him. I'm like, oh man, like I'm getting, you know, I'm getting big. I'm, I'm trying to get ripped here. Like my dad was like, oh, you can, you can't kind of big, eh? I was like, what do you mean? He was like, yeah, in the face. Like, you know, like my dad's So blunt. not the kind of big uh, thing. Yeah, yeah, no, I was thinking. <laughs> then I like really look at myself and I was like, oh, yeah, it kind of are. And so, but I, of course, was still going out you know socializing having drinks right um but then be able to just stop on a dime and just be like i don't i really don't need this Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it's it'll be cool if i just don't do this at all Mm -hmm. let me see if i can just do this for myself because Mm -hmm. i know especially out here in the cedar rapids area a lot of stuff and events that are involved there's alcohol that's involved. Oh, mm-hmm. we love alcohol in Iowa. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. We're here for it. And yes. so, and that's and that's what I started to realize for myself. But mostly, once I had Briley, and then Mariah and Jacob and Cynthia came along, I was like, yeah, like, I can chill out. I, I can do without this. And so, been doing it for 10 months. Um, and the coolest part about it is being able to tell people, Nah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And then believing you know I mean? it mm-hmm. when you say it. Right, yeah. right, right. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I actually got this. There's a tea at New Pioneer. Uh, I think it's called hop tea. And it's like a black tea and it has hops. But the hops, of course, aren't fermented. And so it right. just has that that hop flavor. And it is so weird. It tastes just like an IPA. Mm-hmm. But it's just straight tea, just black tea. Mm-hmm. And so like that initial, that like that first drink, as soon as you open it, it tastes like it. But then you can kind of kind of fizzles off. Um, but stuff like that, you know, just kind of trying out new things and trying out different mocktails that Cynthia and I could create at the house, mm-hmm. um, just a, in a healthier manner. That's something, of course, I can tell the kids like if like you, you can have, have fun to... without drinking, right? Basically, you know, and so and so so yeah, being able to carry that on to the kiddos, but also I've I've lost fifteen pounds. And I've so, not lost any weight from not drinking, <laughs> so but it I hate you. it all comes with. Uh, consistency, you know, and you're doing it, girl. It takes time. I've not drank much. I mean, drinking is a trigger for me for smoking. Mm-hmm. So since mm-hmm. I've quit smoking, okay. I have significantly cut down on alcohol. And if I'm out and there's alcohol, I will drink, but not at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and my tolerance is so much lower that I have to like stop way sooner than I ever have. So I, it's, I also like sobriety. I think it's better. It's better for my brain. I notice yeah. a huge mm-hmm. difference when I do drink and then I wake up the next day. I'm like mean and I'm d- 
down and I'm yeah. not as energetic. Irritable and, and like foggy. Yes. Yeah. And then it's like, and you were doing this every single day and thinking yeah. you were able to function and then just continuing on every yeah. day. But we were functioning. Like, uh, of course, yeah. like, you know, we were functioning like what we thought was fine. Yes. Right. But then like our body is just like, what are you doing to me? Mm. <laughs> so how does that, I mean, so part of, I mean, I guess my ex- experience of uh, drinking and getting sober has been <clears throat> kind of this uh, struggle with continuing to invest in my friendships and my relationships without the aid of alcohol. Like mm-hmm. I would go out and I would socially drink. I never like really drank much at home. Um, but like as a, as a person who's a community developer, a person who's invested in, you know, developing friendships and all of that, how do you, how do you experience the change now that you're sober versus when you were drinking from before? For sure. Um, it is definitely different being on the other side, being sober and seeing people, sure. you know, drunk <laughs> out mm, and about, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because you could definitely tell. Um, of course, not lowballing, and of course, um, she does it responsibly. It's like Cynthia, like she still drinks, like she'll have mm-hmm. like her wine and stuff, right? Um, and so there's nothing wrong with that. But of course, like now, <laughs> like actually going out, going downtown, mm-hmm. uh, it's different. It's like I don't. It's too loud. Like I don't. It's very loud. <laughs> I don't wanna, <laughs> like I don't want to be. I, like I, I'm not drinking or anything, and it's, it's, I can just feel totally different. Um, and I, I remember the last time Cynthia and I like we went out for something. I think it was like the Iowa women were playing um, downtown at uh, well, it's not Grin and Goose now, Cliffs. Um, and we were just like, "Yo, it is so loud in here. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just go." And so we just. What is up and left, mm-hmm. right? And so just be able to have a partner who um, supports me, um, just having a friend base that supports me. I know the homeboys at first are like, nah, bro, come on, get a drink with me. But now they truly respect it, you mm-hmm. know? Like mm-hmm. even like we have like a bro like group chat. Um, I got some of my buddies, like they were sending like non-alcoholic drinks to me, right? Or like different cool mocktails. Hey, hey better is like, we, I'm sure you probably would like this, right? And so just having people around me that, that support me and my decision is something mm-hmm. that I feel as though is essential. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, like I support their decision. Sure. Have you ever felt do. like <clears> – have you experienced, like, being socially kind of, like, on the outside then because of your not drinking, because of your sobriety? Do you feel like that's a part of your experience or – um. Like, do you experience, I thought, like, FOMO almost? I thought it was sure. going to be, right? Yeah. Especially – being in sales and like you talk about being that extrovert and being out and about. And of course people always wanting to do happy hour. And I understand like what happy hour means. And if I do go out, will they be cool with me? Like not having a drink and they can have their drinks and I just kind of drink a water or lemonade or something like that, you know, but I really haven't had it. It's more so of, I'll be like, Hey, no, like I don't drink. It'll be like, Oh, you don't. That's cool, you know, and then just keep mm-hmm. it going. And yeah. so unless that person is, you know, just disrespectful, like they won't they wouldn't, of course, go with the flow of me not drinking. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of it's been been positive. I haven't like, of course, ran anything and crazy, um, but I I thought I was going to have the, the FOMO, but I don't. And I yeah. think it's I think it's it's a lifestyle change. And I think it's going to be a permanent lifestyle change, honestly. That's awesome. So, yeah, yeah. I love it. Sober gang. 
<laughs> well, I still like, you know, my wine here and there. But I also I think from cutting back smoking and cutting back alcohol, I realized how often I justified my drinking as a hobby because I would be like, oh, well, I I'm a wine snob and I'm drinking all these wines because I like to learn about wines. And it's like, OK, sure. But you don't need a, a whole bottle, you know, in like two days does not make you any more of an expert than it would mm -hmm. be if you just took an ounce at a time or did it every now and then. And because I am a wine snob, like there's no point in drinking shitty wine. Like I know better. Why am I doing this? Oh, I know that about you. <laughs> <laughs> it's no secret. I'm a bougie bitch and I don't apologize for that at all. But it's sobriety is nice. I enjoy it. I'm admirable of both of you that you have both incorporated that into your lifestyle. And I know I asked you like at some point, I was like, how long are you going to do this? And you were like, I'm probably going to do it forever. Mm -hmm. And I think when I asked you, I had not quit smoking. So in my mind, I was like, ah, our friendship is over. <laughs> Which Not true. But I mean, it's yeah, for people that I don't know, aren't necessarily as invested in that health journey for themselves, it doesn't make sense. But having mm -hmm. people around you who are like, yeah, it's good for you. And it's actually not good for any of us to be drinking ethanol, mm -hmm. essentially. That is what poison. We're doing. Yeah. It's yeah. toxic. It's it a is. Toxin. It's a yeah. toxin. And we just keep, you know, that's why it tastes bad. And we just keep powering right, through it. Right. And we're like, oh, it's fine. Like, alcohol's supposed to taste like shit. It's like, no, it tastes like shit because our bodies are trying to tell us that it's a poison and right. we just push through like we do in so many other things in life. But can I say this? And so, and this is another thing like of you not like really listening to your parents, right? Until you have to learn for yourself. Mm -hmm. Both my parents, they didn't drink, right? Mm. Like, um, their, like their relatives did. Right. But I didn't come from that household. And so of course going to college, um, of course, being above the age limit and uh having drinks of course i thought i was just having a good time you know mm -hmm. of course trying to be of course responsible with everything as well uh but then it was like man like my parents they've been telling me this this whole time like mm -hmm. i should have listened mm -hmm. dang it and so and that's another thing if like you you are hearing that but you're still you're still doing it right and so sometimes Sorry to say, Sarah. Once Ben and Zayla, they get older, they are going to, they're they, they might mess up a little bit, but Not they're gonna, they're going to listen to everything that you said, mm -hmm. and they're going to correct themselves. They should, and I can see that in Benjamin. Zayla, I don't know what she <laughs> listens to, but Benjamin is starting to like. I'll say something, and he's like, "I know, I remember you told me this last week when we were na 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 na," or he'll do something, and I'm like. I didn't know you did things like that. And he's like, well, I remember when you said, rah, rah, rah. And so they do listen, whether they choose to actually mm. act on what I've said or not, you know, that's only time will tell. But sure. I'm also thinking of how you said here in Iowa, alcohol is such a part of many activities that we do as an actual community. And in my household, my parents drank, not like excessive drinking, but mm glass of wine or you know a nightcap every day and so i i mean and i'm a critical thinker so it's not like i just blindly followed suit but it was normalized like alcohol is so normalized 
And my mom has made comments to me like, hmm, I wonder what it's going to be like for your kids to live in a household where things like marijuana is normalized. Mm. And I don't know yet what that's going to be like for my kids. But I also hope that I raise them with those same critical thinking skills that they can be like, okay, maybe this was okay for mom, but this is not okay for me. Right. Yeah. And I feel as though, like, like I said, like they'll... <clears throat> They'll filter through everything that you that you said, mm -hmm. you know, just like I did, just like my brother did, um, and they'll choose their own path. Because mm -hmm. like my brother, he doesn't he doesn't drink, you know, and like he is reserved, like he's an introvert, right? And I always like poked at him about that, but he's 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 more like my mom, and I'm more like my dad, right? Um, but of course, we have both of those qualities. In both of those teachings um, that both of our parents kind of taught to us, and we just kind of filter out and made our own way. And because I'm up here in, in Iowa and he's down there in Waco. Um, mm -hmm. And so I do miss my family though, for sure. I miss my mom and dad. Um, and I definitely miss them a lot more of when I was like when I first moved here to Iowa because I was like, man, like I'm over here having Christmas by myself, like seeing mm -hmm. people, yeah, you know, like on social media. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, of course, could be more. I'm just at the house, you know, drinking my, my brewskis and mm -hmm. yeah. eating my own turkey mm -hmm. until I was able to, of course, develop um, a good friend group and then eventually get brought over to Sarah's mom's house and sit on the, <laughs> the nice white uh, couch uh, in the living room and eat pickled watermelon rinds. And so with the fancy stuff like that, like I'm blessed enough to have good friends here. So mm -hmm. I appreciate you. Mm -hmm. um, and I appreciate you too, Caleb. Yeah, of course. Um, and yeah, just been super blessed and be able to make that journey and just be able to make that click in my mind and saying, hey, like, bro, you don't need that, man. And I can also people can also see me as okay hey he's doing that i can do it too you mm -hmm. know totally and so. it doesn't make you any less of a man or any less fun Amen. for both of you or any less enjoyable to be around at all it actually makes you both better i think betters uh, I knew you were going to do that. I should have seen that coming. <laughs> so as we start wrapping up this episode, this is a podcast dedicated to activism. What is your favorite avenue of activism right now in your life? Hmm. Like, I guess like I'm tripping over that, uh, that question. So like, give me an example, please. So I'm thinking like, this podcast is a great form of activism for Caleb and I. But mm -hmm. then I had the thought, like, the way you're invested in the youth in our community. Okay, gotcha. Yes. And so um, shout out to Nubo Co. for this one. But with me going over to Nubo Co. and being the um, only person of color on the team, right, I would say it's different for most, but it's a norm for me, mm -hmm. especially moving here to Iowa, sure. um, starting a – Home care service. We're helping start a franchise home care service here. Uh, clientele, 90, 99.9% of white descent, you know, only had one black lady, right? Mm. And she was with us for probably a couple weeks just because she was on Medicaid, mm -hmm. you know? And so I was working in a niche job area that focused on more so like the wealthy wealthier elderly mm -hmm. um and so that was different going into their homes and um be able to talk to them and 
listening to how their sibling, like like how their um, sons or daughters would say like, hey, like my mom um, likes more so of a, like white middle aged <laughs> ladies, um, and like I was like, oh, oh, I got you. <laughs> I know what you mean, you know, like that, and so that was. Yeah, that was different being in that scene because I knew that I moved up here and I had to make a living for myself. And mm-hmm. um, I had sales to mm-hmm. make, right? Because I got people back in Texas like, yo, we, we're doing our meetings. You got to stay on top of your sales. Then I had to look back. I'm like, what the, where are my morals? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, But I was thinking about that too. But I'm like, okay, I can, of course, give them what they want um, or, or somebody else is going to take them. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I was more so just deep into the business and not really uh, thinking about my morals in that regards. There have been some clients where I had to be like, no, we can't we can't do this just because they were like legitimately, legit, legit, legitimately. Yeah. <laughs> Is that how you say it? Yeah. Legitimately racist. Mm. Right. I had one of my African-American caregivers walk into the house and like, Called her the N word and Oof. yep, said get out of my house. And then of course I get a immediate phone call. I'm over here in Texas, mm-hmm. you know, saying, "Hey, Anthony, like, what, like, what house did you just send me to?" Right? She's on the verge of crying, you know. Um, and so that's that was tough, and it was tough too because some of the elderly, like they. They had brain issues, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. So they and weren't all cognizant of not what all. they were doing, but some, some were, some were. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, being from the south, like you definitely get some of that, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then you 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 can get it here in Iowa too. Main reason is what I was thinking because I always try to put myself in everybody's shoes to kind of understand like where like where sure. are you coming from, mm-hmm. right? They probably actually I know for a fact that they didn't grow up with any body of color like in their schools or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so all the all of that was different. Uh, but actually being able to go uh, and work in Nuboco, there's a community here, of course, you all know Wellington Heights community. Mm-hmm. And so I talked about earlier, so we have Coder Dojo. And so I was like, hey, you know what? Especially with me being myself, I'm like, how can we reach another audience because we're having Coder Dojo at our building and I'm seeing like all these kids and I'm not seeing a lot of color within them. Like I'm talking to these parents and the majority of them work for Collins Aerospace, work for mm. like our big, uh, our big sponsors and they like their parents are already big wigs, right. you know? Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, Hey, how can we reach another audience? So I reached out to, uh, Keon Carter, Keon Carter at the Wellington Heights church, mm-hmm. which is just from my understanding, a uh, less developed community here. Um, and of course I knew him there and his population is more African-American boys and girls there. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was like, this is awesome. Like I want y'all to come over to the geometric building, you know? And he was like, well, transportation's tough. Some of their parents are working overnight. Like they're mm-hmm. sleeping. The kids are, just, they're just having fun. And like, they come over to it's the church. Obstacles right. Over. Yeah. And they come over to the church for a safe space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so he was like, what if we just brought it to the church? Mm. And so now we have Coder Dojo, Dojo, the STEM activities and all that uh, with the drones and everything at the church once a month now. Mm. Um, And we're actually, yeah, we're actually going to have a meeting to uh, brainstorm like the marketing so we can kind of boost the audience up a little bit more over there. Because now I live in Wellington Heights. Yeah, you do. (laughs) You're part of the community. Yeah. And so it's pretty crazy like how everything is full circle. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm a firm believer that 
everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, You just got to figure out, like, what is that reason, you know, Mm -hmm. and, like, what's that path? Because we can all jump off different paths, just like I tell Mariah, because, like, my stepdaughter Mariah, because I know her her doctorate, she wants to get her doctorate in marine biology. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, hey, baby, like, even if you do change your mind, because we all do, Mm -hmm. it is okay, you know? Find what you like and love and fit it because sometimes we might think that we might love this path and we might get in and be like, I didn't, I don't like this as much as I thought I did. Right. Mm -hmm. And so just being able to accept change and be comfortable Mm -hmm. with change is Mm -hmm. something. I like to call that pivoting, Mm -hmm. you know, like you, you like choose this path. Right. And when you go on that path, but you have to be able to be willing to pivot, Yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, because you know, that path might take you to a fork in the road and you have to, you know, change direction and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree. And so, so yeah, so that's that's life though. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Good yeah. life lessons. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like being the only employee of color um, at Nuboco? Like I said, like I would say it's different, but every company, even outside of the home healthcare company, to nursing home, um, uh, besides working at a warehouse yeah. <laughs> for like a month, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's the. Like, working at the warehouse was the most people of color that I've ever seen, like, working or in a building before. Mm. Um, I would say it's it's different being there just because I'm in a different space at New Boco. Um, but everybody is very welcoming. Do you feel tokenized? So that is, that's that's tough to stay, uh, say, because I feel like I've always been like that token because you're well spoken and you're good looking and you're nice so it's easy to put you in that place to be used mm, yeah i could say yes and no i could say that with nuboco like they are looking like they see themselves like oh shoot like we're all white staff and we are trying to help out these different communities Mm -hmm. like why don't we have somebody that looks like that community. So there's a little self-awareness there. Yes, there is. And we do have a DEI committee. Um, And funny story about that is that, of course, going into it, I didn't didn't realize that we had a DEI committee. And then we had like a morning meeting and uh, one of the guys, um, Alex, was like, hey, yep, I'm going to be on this DEI committee. And I was like, you know, I want to be on that DEI committee, you know? And then I had asked, of course, um, the lady who was running it, like, why didn't you, like... Ask me. Me, the only you know, person of color. No, but she was like, you know, I was just being respectful. Like, I didn't expect for you to want to be on this committee. You right, know? to make that assumption. Right. right. And so, like, <laughs> I was like, yo, like, I appreciate that. Sure. You know? Mm-hmm. And she was the one who was always going to bat and um, just for Nouveau Co., of course, to be just more inclusive. Mm-hmm. And so I vibe with her. Um, no longer on the staff, but I know she's still around uh, the vault, our co-working space. But yeah, so just the whole team, like they, I vibe well with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say it, it still is different, mm-hmm. just only like being the only person of color. Because um, I remember we went to Kansas City, uh, and we got to sit down and talk to all black staff called the Porterhouse KC, and so they're basically like a Nuboco, but in Kansas City, mm-hmm. you know. Got to go up there, kick it with them. Um, they over, you know, wearing their Jordans, just looking just cool as heck, right? Mm-hmm. I'm over here because I, I made sure, of course, look up their pictures. I made sure to bring my J's so I could be able to match the vibe and just, <laughs> it, but like, but just like that though, like even be able to go like to Dallas or anything like that and just be able to kick it at a R&B bar, listen like R&B bar, hip hop bar, and just be able to listen to some music that 
I know that's mm-hmm. not like, you know, country music or anything like that. Uh, soft rock. Soft rock. <laughs> <laughs> Which we love. Yeah, <laughs> love but, soft rock. But yeah, but it's just some more stuff that I know and that I vibe with is um, something that I love mm-hmm. um, to do. And we are in Iowa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. so I know there's a lot of people trying to, of course, push that. Um, I know Anthony Arrington with... Um, his recruiting firm that focuses on diversity, diversifying your community and your organization. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he's doing big things to kind of help push that. And so there's people doing things and I try to have conversations with people that look like me to try to see like, how can I help them stay there, stay here? Sure. You know, because we need that population to grow because mm-hmm. I'm going to be here, which is crazy to say. I want to be in Cedar Rapids, Iowa for a long time. I'm happy to hear it. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think we need this. You yeah. Know? We need Cedar people Rapids like you yeah. that want to stay here or at least see the value in staying because mm-hmm. I think it's easy to earn your education yeah. and then, you know, choose a career path and be like, eh, there's no room for me here and yeah. leave. Or at least, you know, for the amount of time that you are here to spend that time investing in developing community. And developing, you know, diversity and inclusion and equity and equality, mm-hmm. all those things, you mm-hmm. know, like we need that. Yeah, it is definitely needed. Um, but we need podcasts like this as well. That is just unapologetic uh, to be able to have those voices. Mm-hmm. Right. We're trying know? to live loud. Live trying to live our lives loud. Loud, loud like, like loud like your laugh. Huh? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> yep. Caleb does have an amazing laugh. Oh, and I know we all love it. It's definitely not for as me. he backs away and laughs. I know. I know. That was embarrassing. <laughs> I love this episode. This was great. Yeah, this has been fun. Two of my favorite people at. My favorite table. Aww. It's a new table, too. Well, new table, but, like, you know, <laughs> metaphorically. The metaphorical table, yes. yes. Okay, yeah. At our table of conversation. Yes. And I just am so happy that you came here. I'm so grateful for you as a friend. Super thankful that you started dating Cynthia so that I could mm. have another best friend because I love your family and I love Cynthia and you and your kids. So thank you. And obviously you too. Yeah, I'm here too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And then, no, Anthony, we are honored to have you here. We feel, uh, I feel very grateful to have you uh, talk to us about your experience here. Thanks, Caleb. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. And then of course, you know, sober gang. That's right. Whoop. Soberish gang. <laughs> Depending on the day. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Review. Follow. Follow. <laughs> Subscribe. Right. Rate. Ah. Comment. Be active. Share. In your community. Right. Share. There you go. There you go. Influence others. Laugh. Have, have compassion and empathy. Yeah. Be betters. Be betters. Than you were yesterday. <laughs> Come on with this air. I love it. And on that note, we are out. Rowdy. Peace and love. See ya. Bye. <laughs>